Hi, and welcome to the Athena Rising podcast. I'm Dana. I started a journey long ago to heal myself, and I want to bring you along. I have a master's degree in counseling, plus certifications in Reiki, regression, and hypnosis. My goal is to help women heal our unique emotional pain by showing you all the ways that exist to do just that. It's my belief that we aren't just healing ourselves, we are also healing all the women who came before us and all who are yet to come. Every Tuesday, I'll introduce you to guests, topics, and modalities that will inspire you to try something new on your path. Let's get started. On today's show, I have the honor of interviewing Mary Getton. For 22 years, Mary worked as a professional animal communicator, conducting consultations, teaching workshops, and teleclasses. She also is a published author and regularly leads trips to various locations. Mary is strongly connected to the earth and is an overflowing resource for how to connect with not just pets, but the higher consciousness of any animal dwelling on our planet. She is particularly familiar, though, with dolphins and orcas and gifts us with the opportunity to do a dolphin healing meditation following our conversation. There's so much here for everyone. I hope you enjoy. Thanks again so much for being here. And I would just love to start by having you tell us what you currently do for a living and how you came to work in this profession. Okay, sure. Um, well, I, I, oof, I just retired from 22 years of doing uh, telepathic animal communication. So that was mainly working on the phone with people and their pets to help them, you know, understand what's going on, do problem solving, uh, understanding health issues, death and dying. So um, I did that for 22 years, and during that time, I was also teaching uh, workshops mainly for how to communicate with animals in nature. Um, I've done some whale and dolphin teleclasses. Uh, lately, I've been doing more teleclasses, so these are on a conference call on the phone. And I'm, I'm only doing those through for the next few months, and then I'm going to wrap up that part of my business. Um, I also lead trips to be with whales and dolphins around the world. Um, I wrote a book called Communicating with Orcas, The Whale's Perspective. Um, for four and a half years, I've been leading what's called the Global Water Healing Meditation, that's a free monthly conference call where people gather from around the world and we focus on sending loving, healing energy to the waters of this planet. And that's really been a fun project because I get different people every month to lead the meditation. So it's always different. And um, I've also recorded and archived all those meditations on the website, globalwaterhealing.org. So people can go there any time that they've got like a half hour they want to spend on doing some healing for the planet. So um, although I've stopped doing consultations, I am still teaching, doing trips, um, doing the global water healing meditation. And right now I'm actually spending a little time at Mount Marine Lab 
doing some dolphin rehab work with a, a sweet little dolphin girl that we had in there mm-hmm. for a couple of months. So I'm busy. <laughs> you certainly are. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this whole journey started for me back in the, the late 80s. I was uh, doing a lot of volunteer work at the Marine Mammal Center in Sausalito, which is a hospital for seals and sea lions. And uh, during that time, I met Penelope Smith, who is sort of the grandmother of animal communication. And when I found out you could talk to animals, I thought, oh, I have to do this because (laughs) I need to know, you know, what's going on with these seals and sea lions, why they're here. And so I took a class from her and, you know, I started practicing and um, it was just really wonderful. But in the late 80s, hardly anybody knew about this. And um, when I would tell the director of animal care that this elephant seal had a stomach ache, you know, they'd freak out and <laughs> run away from me. <laughs> so I really, I, I just had to kind of put it away, you know, for a while. And um, then in 1990, I moved up to the San Juan Islands in Washington State, and I started leading whale watch trips. I became a marine naturalist. And, you know, it was the orcas that really fascinated me. And I was like, I've got to go back and and really learn how to talk to these guys. So I started taking more classes and practicing, and um, then I wrote a book with the orcas and another communicator. We spent a year interviewing whales, and I started. then I started my practice working on the phone with people around the world, and then the trips came in and the workshops came in. So that's kind of, you know, how this whole thing started. But it it really came from my my love of the seals and sea lions and other marine creatures that prompted me to learn how to communicate with them. And uh, it really, it's really become my life. That is so fascinating <laughs> it's just amazing yeah, it's crazy you know i have friends who say you know of all the people i know your life has taken the wildest ride <laughs> <You know? laughs> i certainly you know my yearbook didn't say most likely to become an animal communicator so <laughs> you know <laughs> right <laughs> I, I think it just shows you know if you follow your passion and you know you can you know all kinds of amazing things can happen for you Mm, I love that so much. So most recently, you have um, been communicating with dolphins on a trip in the Bahamas, which my mom went on. Um, Can you tell? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about those trips? Oh, sure. Um, I've this. Yeah. Last year when your mom went with me, that was my 10th year. I've been bringing groups over to Bimini which is a little island in the Bahamas. And there's this great resort there. And I bring people in, and we go out every day on a beautiful catamaran. We sail around, and the dolphins come to us, basically. And when Mm -hmm. they do, we get in the water and and hang out with them. And it's it's just so gorgeous because, you know, we don't feed them. You know, they, they have no real reason to hang out with us, except mm-hmm. that they 
they like us <laughs> and, and they like to play and being with dolphins is um it's really a transformative experience uh there's there's this energy that whales and dolphins have and i, I really believe that they they live in a, in what we would consider an enlightened state of consciousness so their vibration is much higher than us they're non-judgmental they're loving they're um, compassionate and when you spend time in that energy field you you tend to take it on so um, people come away from being with the dolphins just in a in a higher state and feeling more peaceful inside and you know when you look into the eye of a dolphin or a whale um, it's like they really see you, you know, and there's no judgment. Um, and it's just this flow of unconditional love. And what happens for people is your heart just opens. Mm. And, you know, I, I see people crying and <laughs> laughing mm. uncontrollably. And that's, that's universal with being around whales and dolphins. It's not just these dolphins. You know, I, I saw it in the years I led whale watch trips, you know, I'd have these big burly motorcycle guys out on the boat and they, the orcas would show up and they start crying and they couldn't understand it. But, you know, it was just let being in their presence, you know, it just opens your heart. Mm. And, you know, so many of us have closed down hearts um, that, you know, it's, it's really a beautiful experience to, to be in their presence and feel that shift within yourself. That is beautiful. It almost kind of brings a tear to my eye thinking about that. It's incredible. And um, so I guess opening your heart is one way that you could benefit from communicating with animals. Are there any other large benefits that could lead to healing for someone? Yeah, you know, um, well, there, there is this thing called dolphin energy healing, and um, it's, it's an energy that's always available to us, but we just have to ask for it. And, um, you know, dolphin energy healing actually works on all kinds of levels. It's not just physical, you know, so you can ask for healing on the emotional, mental, spiritual, um, whatever you need healing with. And, you know, even things like, uh, let's say you want to bring in certain qualities, like you want to have more patience or kindness or compassion. You can ask the dolphins to help you with that. Um, to bring bring those qualities into yourself or to help you remove any blocks to certain ways of being or, you know, anything, relationships, uh, career. Uh, so this is a, a, an energy that we can all work with. I first learned about it um, back in about 2004 when I was uh, in the Bahamas with Dr. John Upledger who's the founder of craniosacral therapy. And uh, the Upledger Institute does dolphin-assisted therapy in the Bahamas. So they bring patients and they have these dolphins come in 
that do healing work on the people. Mm. And I was absolutely blessed to have Dr. John invite me to come for two weeks and to be the translator. So I sat at the side of the pool and uh, talked to the dolphins and told the therapists what the dolphins wanted them to know or told the patients what the dolphins wanted them to know. And it was Dr. John that first taught me about dolphin healing energy. And since then, I've, I've met other people who, you know, work with this. So um, it's very simple. And I'm hoping, you know, we'll save a little time at the end and maybe I can take everybody through a, a quick dolphin energy healing session so that they know how to do it. And it's something they can always do. Would that be possible? Absolutely. That would be amazing. Okay, yeah, we'll do that then. So, you know, I think those are are some of the biggest benefits to being with whales and dolphins. But, you know, animal communication in general, uh, for people learning how to communicate with animals, it's, uh, I think the biggest benefit is it's about healing our disconnection with nature. Because Mm -hmm. humanity is so disconnected today. And... Because of that disconnection, you know, we're destroying the environment. Um, we're not being healthy in our own bodies. Uh, there's a sense of separation, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you start communicating with animals, any kind of animal or trees, um, it, it just opens you up again to seeing that we're, you know, part of this one consciousness on this planet and how connected we all are and so i think that's really the biggest benefit of telepathic communication which is the same for animals or plants or any other uh being on the planet you want to talk to so it's i think it's a big benefit for us on every level there is really spiritually physically mentally emotionally uh we can all get so much healing from even a tree just by sitting with your back against it or wrapping your arms around it and just connecting in with that grounding healing energy that they have so um learning how to communicate with everything is um really really beneficial Mm, that's amazing (laughs) Well, you and know, fun. yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it doesn't have to be. I used to, I used to say, you know, uh, that I've I've communicated with everything from snails to whales, <laughs> so, um, and and the more beings you talk to, the bigger your view of the world is, you know. Mm. Yeah, I, I have a lot of students who come because they want to. Uh, communicate with their cats or dogs or horses you know but really when you start talking to you know the snake in the garden or a bat or uh the trees or your plants you know things like that that's when your world really starts expanding Mm, that makes sense (laughs) Mm -hmm. well as you know my podcast is geared toward helping women to heal And I'm curious, in your years of experience, what are some common themes that you have witnessed women seeking to heal through animal communication? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. Um, 
You know, I don't think people come to uh, wanting to learn how to communicate to heal something. I think that's a benefit they don't realize that they're going to get. You know, I I do see a lot of women uh, in my classes that, um, you know, tend to feel not good enough or like they're somehow damaged. I think that's sort of a a common theme for, for many women, you know, feeling separate and alone and um, unloved, that kind of thing. And, you know, you don't find that mindset in animals. Mm. Um, And when you start talking to them, you get to know that, you know? So in, in 22 years of, of me talking to, uh, pets. I've never had a dog say to me, oh gosh, you know, uh, I'm a nice dog, but I'm really too fat and and my hair looks terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) They don't have any problem with who they are. You know, they love themselves just the way they are. And they love us just the way we are. Mm. You know, I've never had an animal say anything to me about who I am or how I look, you know, the Mm -hmm. dolphins, uh, when you're in the water with them, they come around and they treat everyone equally. They don't care if you're white, if you're black, if you're fat, if you're thin. Um, it's just this total unconditional acceptance and love. And so when you start talking to animals, um, you start to see really what's, what's a better way to be in the world. And I think a lot of women have a lot of pets because that is how they get unconditional love and how they're able to share love. Um, mm. our, our animal friends, just they give us so much. What are some of the major themes of messages that you receive from animals? I'm curious over your years, are, are there some commonalities of messages that you receive? You know, um, I wouldn't say, you know, from general everyday animals because, you know, most of the time I was working with people trying to help them solve problems, mm. you know. Um, okay. But I, I, can tell, I can tell you a couple things that I think are important, and that's that animals don't have any fear of death. You know, they see death as another door they're just going to walk through into a different room. And so um, that, I think, has been a really big thing that I've seen people shift and change when they've started communicating with animals because humans seem to have a lot of fear around the death story. Yeah. So I think that that's something that they really hold sacred and, and they're able to teach us that it's not something to be afraid of it's just part of life and all will be well. Um, one of the messages that I've gotten a lot from whales and dolphins is that um, as a species, humans are really distracted and unfocused and not in the present moment. And you'll find that whales and dolphins and really all animals, they live pretty much in that present moment. 
and um, that's where they focus. You know, they don't spend time thinking about yesterday or what could have been or what might happen tomorrow. And when I first started interviewing whales, it was it was really difficult. You know, I was asking them really dumb questions like, uh, <laughs> "Well, what would you do if there was a big earthquake?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, well, we deal with it, you know. <laughs> it, we're, we're here and now. We're, we're not thinking about the future mm. or regretting the past. Yeah. And, you know, so they're, they're always in that present moment. And we are so bad at that. And the more time you spend with animals, the more you can sort of come around to that. Right, I, I should be here right now. I'm wasting my time thinking about what I should have said to somebody yesterday. You know, it's gone. Be here now. Make this the best moment you possibly can. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, something else. You know, it's like the people always think that the the whales and dolphins are swimming around out there saying, ooh, those bad humans, you know. <laughs> they're wrecking <laughs> our ocean and they're taking our fish and... You know, mm-hmm. what's wrong with them? But, you know, they've they've told me again and again that they don't waste their time or energy blaming us, judging us, you know, being angry with us. You know, they they know what we're doing, but what they do is send us energy and healing vibrations to raise our consciousness so that we do better. Mm. And, you know, that has been just, you know, a really huge lesson for me over the years. You know, I can get into this, you know, the politicians, this and that, you know. Yeah. (laughs) You know, blaming and being angry and upset. And, you know, when I start to go there now, I hear the whales saying to me, hey, you know, back it up, you know, and I can sit down and say, okay, I'm just going to send some energy to the White House that, you know, people wake up. Yeah. They, they, they raise their consciousness. So, you know, what, what the whales say, it's, it's all about like holding this vision of exactly what you want. So in, in the global water healing meditations, we don't, go out into the etheric realm and go around zapping the oil and you know <laughs> picking up the plastic what we're doing um, most of the time is holding this picture this vision of the earth in its pristine natural most vibrant place okay mm. and so we can do that with ourselves you know hold that vision of our perfect alignment, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual, instead of worrying about what's wrong and how we're going to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different Mm -hmm. way of approaching it, and it's a lot better. (laughs) At least that's what the whales keep telling me, you know, because, you know, what you put your attention on, you increase and attract. And if you're always looking at, uh, you know, why you're, you know, 20 pounds overweight, you stay in that loop of 20 pounds overweight. So if you can focus on 
I'm in perfect health, strong. Um, you'll tend to set all your molecules up for that change to, to, the, to meet that vision that you're holding. Yeah. Yeah. They're so smart, these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. They always, Dana, they always tell me, you know, you guys, you know, I say, what's the best thing we could do? And they say, you should be more like us. <laughs> and I go, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Tell me more about that. What? How can we be more like them in some other ways? Well, so... Um, Staying in the present moment, yeah, being non-judgmental. Um, dolphins, particularly, uh, live in a pod, a group, and they're very connected to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of all for one and one for all. Um, not to say there's not, you know, little squabbles and things that happen, but um, the family, the community is really very important. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when you see like a, a group of orcas traveling down a waterway, it's really like a huge energy field. They're all connected telepathically and energetically, and uh, they move sort of like a big unit. Mm. And, you know, if we were more connected to our families, our neighbors, our community, um, looking for those points of connection and, and helping each other, I think, you know, we'd be in a much better place. And so it's being open-hearted and connected. Now, orcas, they live in a matriarchal society. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's correct. And they're the largest of the dolphin family. Okay, wow. So um, what does that mean? Do the women kind of lead the groups that they live in? Or how does that work? Yeah. Um, the orcas, uh, there, there are a couple different kinds of orcas. Um, I worked mainly with what we call resident orcas. And uh, this is a group in the northwest, the Pacific Northwest, around Washington State and British Columbia. And in that group of orcas, um, it's very matriarchal. Each pod is run by the oldest female. And... Everyone in the pod is related, so it would be her and her sisters, mm-hmm. and then all their kids. Okay. So in, in the resident orca society, the, the children never leave their mother, and that's even with the adult males. Wow. So, you know, when I was leaving trips, you know, people would see a big adult male and a, a female and a couple of calves, and they'd say, oh, there's a mom and dad and their kids and it was like no that's a mom and all her kids one of her kids just happens to be an adult male wow and so yeah and so they're they're that tight you know they stayed together forever and um they're because of that they don't breed within the pod so you know, there were three pods within that community, and they would get together, and then there'd be a big party. <laughs> but then all the boys go home to their moms. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And so the pod leader uh, calls the shots about where they're going and what they're doing. And um, 
you know, my best friend for 25 years was uh, an orca named Granny, and she was the pod leader of J-Pod and in the, in the San Juan Islands in that area, and she's the one I did most of my work with in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and she died uh, two years ago, Aww. so sad, but she was 105 when she died. Wow. And so the wisdom that this elder orca had was is really amazing. And um, so, yeah, that's how that system works. Now, there's also what we call transient orcas, and theirs is a little bit different. Um, they are based on the moms, but usually it's just a mom and her kids, not the big extended family that travel around together. Um, and sometimes the adult males will go off by themselves. So it's a little bit different from the resident orcas. Wow. That is yeah. just fascinating information. Fascinating. <laughs> I love yeah. hearing about it. Wow. And dolphin, dolphin families too. They're, they're pretty, pretty family oriented. You know, there are some, like in the Bahamas, you know, some of the, the males, you'll have groups of like adult males traveling around together. It's sort of these little, you know, what they call like bachelor groups. And then you'll have moms and calves. Um, and then they'll all kind of come together and then they split up Their Their society is more fluid, you know, where they come and go and, and move around from group to group, but they, they're, I believe that they are also are in like a, a big extended community. Mm. So they all know each other and they all live in one particular area and they come and go from one group to another. So, um, you know, when I'm in the Bahamas, sometimes I see, like I said, just moms and calves or just males or everybody together or really old grandmas with, you know, their kids and their grandkids and, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so it's like a big family reunion sometimes. Wow. Well, I just, I have this feeling and I founded this podcast sort of on the idea that, um, there's a rise in femininity in our world today. And I don't mean that as in women are taking over. I just mean that I believe things are coming more into balance with feminine and masculine. And so I just find it interesting that these animals, specifically dolphins and orcas, are living in a matriarchal society. And I just, I have to wonder what we can learn from that. And I just, find that community and that family bonding aspect something that we could really learn from (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely yeah well thank you for sharing that yeah (laughs) they probably always have been yeah always have been they always have been (laughs) (laughs) well i know that some people might think that this whole thing sounds crazy and they're skeptical and so i would really like to know what a misconception or misunderstanding exists in your field that you would just like others to know the truth about. Yeah, yeah. You know, boy, there's been so many of them over the years. And and I have to say, when I first started back in the late 80s, you know, really people thought I was just an absolute nutcase. Um, but since that time, uh the collective unconscious has changed, um, and there's so many more people 
doing this work professionally. Um, when I first started, I think there were maybe 15, 20 people working as animal communicators. Mm-hmm. Now there's thousands. Wow. And, um, you know, one of the misconceptions about it is that it's a special gift. And that's not true. Mm. Well, I mean, it is a special gift, but it's a special gift everybody has. Yeah. Um, we, we have the equipment, the wiring to do this, and we're just not doing it. Mm. You know, Aboriginal cultures did. They communicated telepathically. They communicated with animals. They communicated with trees, with spirits. Yeah. And we've lost it. But it's not completely gone. It's just there. It's just waiting for you to wake it up. So it's, it's something anyone can do with a little bit of instruction and a lot of practice. And um, so it's not, it's not special. And it's, it's not spooky. <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not, you know, people often, uh, mix up the difference between telepathic communication and being psychic. You know, I, I see a really big difference there. Being psychic is like just knowing things for no reason. Mm. Right. Yeah. But when I communicate with an animal, um, I'm actually having a two way conversation so I'm asking them a question, they're answering, they're, you know, it's a back and forth thing. It's, and sometimes, yes, you do get some knowingness, but uh, you can't see into the future. Hmm. So a lot of times people will call me and say, you know, does, does my animal have cancer? Well, the animal, animals are a lot like us. They know where it hurts. Um, but they don't know what they have, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not, not that kind of, you know, like I, I consider that being psychic. If somebody can look at an animal and say, yeah, your dog has cancer, I see that more as being a psychic or a medical intuitive. Um, as a communicator, I would ask them where it hurts, you know, how does it feel after you eat, you know, all those kinds of questions. Mm. So, um, and I think another misconception, too, that is out there about the field is that if you could just tell your animal what you need, he would do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Wow. They know. They know you, they, that you want him to stop barking, right? Mm-hmm. They, they totally understand you. But they need a reason to change. Mm. And just like with people. You know, you tell your kids don't slam the door and they still do it. And, you know, it's not because they didn't understand you. It's because they need help changing that habit or behavior. And it's the same with animals. So talking to them isn't always just magic. Um, You know, sometimes it can be if there's something they really need their person to know. And once they understand it, then, you know, things can shift. But often it's like... You know, say, let's just take barking because that's pretty simple. You know, maybe they need more exercise. Maybe they're trying to tell you about, you know, something that's outside of the house that shouldn't be there. Um, you know, maybe maybe they're trying to let you know that you need to calm down. 
uh, it's hard to say, you know. Mm -hmm. So sitting down and talking to them, you can find out what's going on. Interesting. That's so fascinating. (laughs) It's within our grasp, you know. Absolutely. It totally is. And, And I can also tell you this, that everybody receives information telepathically every day. Mm. We just don't recognize it. Yeah, that's true. You know, there's always information coming into us. Yeah. And we're getting it, and we think it's our own mental thoughts, or, you know, we just don't recognize where it's coming from. But we all get it. And, you know, anybody who has a dog knows they're sitting around the house, you know, in the afternoon, and suddenly... They think, oh, the dogs have been really good today. You know, I think I'll get them a treat. That is not your thought. (laughs) (laughs) Your dog has been sitting there going, get me a treat, get me a treat. And eventually (laughs) it gets through to your brain and you think it's your idea, right? That makes so much sense. (laughs) Yeah. That's how it works. I mean, it really is that simple. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. so... Yeah, you know, one of the things I, I, I tell my students is that um, when your animal comes and sits and stares at you, you know, we always, we all know they're trying to talk to us. Mm-hmm. We, us- we usually look at them and say, what? You know, what do you want? Do you want this, this, or this? Instead of just saying what, say, okay, I, I see you're trying to tell me something. Let me just close my eyes open my heart and hear what you have to say Hmm. and to just get into a quiet place and say, okay, what are you telling me? And just see what happens. You might get a picture. You might hear something. You might feel something. You might just get this knowing sense of what the animal needs, but that's, that's really how it works. And just, you know, the simplest of terms, it's just, getting quiet, opening your heart, and letting the information flow in because they're always sending to you. That's great. I love that. I'm sure everyone with a pet could benefit from trying that out. (laughs) Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Well, Mary, I would love to know what you have been able to heal within yourself. What What is your story of healing with dolphins and orcas and any other animals that you might have communicated with over the years? Yeah. You know, I think, I think we've touched on a lot of it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I know that over the years my um, perceptions or belief in the afterlife have totally changed and shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not afraid of death. Um, I know that from the animals that our bodies die, but our consciousness doesn't. Mm-hmm. And um, so that has brought me a lot of comfort over the years. And I think, you know, just what I said before about opening your heart bringing in compassion and love for yourself and other people and trying to stay in the present moment. You know, when, <laughs> when things get tough, sometimes I think, what would granny do? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My whale friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I try to go to, to her space because they live in such a 
a peaceful uh, state of mind. Mm. Um, and we are all so agitated and twisted up about every little thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> are. The, the more you just let go of all those crazy little things every day, um, the easier it is to just come into that state of peace and harmony. And when you're in that place, you're way less likely to have physical problems. You know, it's it helps your emotional state. It's just, it's, it's good for your body and your soul on every level just to stay present, calm, and relaxed. And the dolphins and whales, that's really what they're teaching you. Mm. That is beautiful. That is maybe a wonderful note for us to start a meditation, if you wouldn't mind leading us through that. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that. And, um, yeah, okay, let's let's start there. And then okay. I think when we're done, we should we should talk for a few minutes to make sure everybody's in their body. And of course, if you're driving in your car listening to this, yeah. <laughs> don't close your eyes and meditate. So please pull yeah. over or <laughs> yeah. yeah, pull over, hit record or something so you can do it later. That's right. So yeah, so I I, I did mention I think earlier that dolphin healing energy is available to us anytime we just have to ask for it and you know you can ask for help emotionally mentally spiritually physically anything that you want to ask for but one of the things that they have told me is that uh, dolphin healing energy is here to heal the whole in the hearts of humans so they said that most humans have like a hole in their heart and that this energy is really great at healing that Mm. and so don't be afraid to ask for help you know any healing work we do personally ripples out into the world and don't limit yourself for what kind of help you can ask for you're deserving of help on any level so what I'm going to do is just uh, lead you through one of these sessions. It's, it's pretty quick. And there's just a few things you need to say. Um, and so you can mentally repeat after me when I say them. And then I'll just give you a few minutes to just sort of soak up this dolphin healing energy. And then we'll bring you out of it. And it, this is something you can do anytime. So... The the dolphins have said if you can get into water when you do this, it's the best, you know, like the sea or a river or pond, but I like to do it in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. Water is a great conductor of energy, but, you know, if you don't have a bathtub, don't worry about that. You can do this in your living room, in your office, anytime, anywhere. It really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So... Let's just first get into a quiet state, so close your eyes and get comfortable. And let's just take a few deep breaths. And that's right, just keep breathing and relaxing deeper and deeper. 
let everything go. Any worries, any anxiety, any stress, just let it all go. That deep breathing will take you to a very quiet place inside. Feel yourself becoming calm and centered. Moving into your heart space. That's right, deeper and deeper. And now let's imagine that we're in a lovely warm bathtub might be in your home or a beautiful spa setting or if you want you can be in the sea doesn't matter just imagine yourself in a perfect safe environment in the water just relax and feel a sense of peace and calm coming over you Now set your intention to connect with dolphin healing energy. And we're going to call out mentally to the dolphins. So you just say, dolphins, I need your help. I need some healing energy for this. And explain what it is you want healing energy for. if you would help me. I am open to receiving your healing energy. And I give you full permission to make any adjustments to my frequency. for my best and highest good. Thank you so much for this help. Now just relax, open up, Become a sponge and allow that dolphin healing energy to flow in. So just soak it up. And I'll give you a few minutes to enjoy this and to just take in that healing energy.
Now thank the dolphins for this healing energy. And release your connection to the dolphin energy. And when you're done, come back into your body, into your room. back now and wiggle your toes and fingers and stretch a little bit. You're back in your body, back here, whole and full of dolphin healing energy. That was amazing. I personally followed right along <laughs> and that Good. Just, yeah, it felt so it peaceful. Oh. Yeah. Could you feel the energy coming in, Dana? I did. Yeah. I definitely yeah. did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is a really simple way that you can connect with that healing, loving, loving energy of the dolphins anytime. Mm. You know, it's it's great if you can be with them in person. Sure. You know, and I love taking people to be with the dolphins. Um, but. You can, you can get so much benefit out of working with them on this level. You know, you don't have to be with them in person. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have a two-hour teleclass I do on expanding your consciousness with the whales and dolphins. Oh, wow. Where I take you through, you know, several different exercises where you merge with humpbacks and you get a dolphin guide and things like that. And um, that's available actually on my website as a recording that you can download and do as often as you want. So, um, you know, it's things like that. You can start opening up, opening up, opening up. Mm. And, um, but this is just a really simple little dolphin energy healing technique. And it's amazing how profound the shifts can be when you work with this energy. Mm-hmm. That's just incredible, and I know that you are retired, but I am hopeful that if um, anyone wants to download a meditation that you offer or find out more about you, um, where can they go to get that information? Yeah, it's, it's all on my website, uh, marygetten, G-E-T-T-E-N.com, and if you go to uh, class recordings, that's where you'll find. I have four different classes on there that you can um, you can do via a recording. And then on the schedule page, I have live teleclasses, which I'm only doing through May. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the trips page, you'll find uh, the links to the, the dolphin trip. I have four spaces for the one this year in June, and then I'll be doing it again in June 2020. Wow. And then I don't know, I don't know about after that. <laughs> to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the fun thing about the dolphin trip is I'm also teaching animal communication while we're there. So you get to practice with the masters of the yeah. dolphins. <laughs> That's really neat. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. So I, I hope everybody who's listening to this, um, 
just got got out of it that you know this is something you can do and it's something you can use in your life and connecting in with that dolphin energy will really help you to transform anything that you need healing on yeah I absolutely love that message and this is just another avenue to tap into and if it feels right for you and if it if it fits it can be a wonderful mode of healing whatever you want to heal yeah and well, you know working with the dolphins is free <laughs> yeah no therapist to pay that. yeah <laughs> no bills here <laughs> no. well thank you so much mary thank you for your time this was just incredible you are such a wealth of information and we are all grateful for your time and your knowledge. Uh, you're so welcome. I, I totally enjoy talking to people about this and, and sharing what I've learned over all these years. Mm. Well, I know it's very helpful. So thank you for your work and thank you for what you do. You're so welcome. I hope you found information, clarity, or inspiration that you'll take with you today and use in your everyday life. If you enjoy my show, the biggest compliment you could give would be sharing it with your friends, subscribing, rating, and reviewing it on whatever device you use to listen. Visit me at athenarisingpodcast.com or at athenarisingpodcast on Instagram and Facebook. A huge thank you to Purple Planet, the music used in this episode. See you next time.